Welcome back to another summer episode of my weekly show. I am Father Roderick, and it is warm and it's absolutely the height of summer. It's actually a heat wave right now in the Netherlands, but oh well. We'll be complaining about the bad weather soon enough, so I'm just going to enjoy this. This episode, just like all the other episodes and everything I do online, is made possible thanks to my supporters over at patreon.com slash fatherroderick. And for them, I record a weekly show that is only available to my supporters, and that is called Father Roderick to the Max. It's very much like this show, but we have different topics. So last week, I divulged a secret recipe uh, of a pasta dish that you can only eat in one restaurant in Rome, near the Vatican, and I cracked the code on that. So that's just one of the things that, um, that you get when you, as a thank you for, for the support if you want to become a patron. So again, if you want to help out, patreon.com slash fatherroderick. You also get access to the Discord server where we have a fun community where it's a really a great place to hang out and also ask questions. So, for instance, for the religious uh, uh, section, the peculiar bunch of this show, that's where you can, if you have ever wondered well, what to think of this or that, or I, I really would like to know this or that, the Discord community is a great place to, uh, to um, let me know of those questions and then I can answer on the show. Do you know what's going on? This is what's happening in your world. They said Catholics rule. We got Boston, South America, the good part of Ireland, and we're making serious inroads in Mozambique, baby. You've taken your first step into a larger world. Um, in in the last episode of uh, Father Roderick to the Max, I, I was talking a bit about the first moon landing. And, um, and then Samuel in the chat, who is from Sweden, reminded us all of the fact that the astro astronauts used a Swedish brand of camera on the moon. Um, because every good invention is from Sweden. Almost. Well, except for uh, certain pasta dishes, right? <laughs> but it was a Hasselblad camera. By the way, my mom used to have a Hasselblad camera as well that she used to take pictures of the children when we were super young. So I have amazing looking photos. My mom was quite, uh, quite good at photography and she had this amazing camera. The same brand that was used on the moon. I did not know that. Oh, well. Speaking of Sweden... Um, I had a very cool experience at Ikea's. So I've been refurbishing my, my house, uh, the rectory. Uh, we put some wooden floors in place, added uh, furniture, and it, it, this is so cool. I, I finally have a home that is the way I imagined it when I came to live here, which is about a year and a half ago. Finally had some time to, to, change, to make some changes. And one of the things that I did was I placed a huge, uh, actually a set of three big bookshelves here on the floor where I record everything. So and now I have the, the, the um, ground level uh, floor entirely available for my work, for everything that is media related. So I've got my little podcasting corner with a green screen. This is also where I can stream games. Um, but I also wanted to have this backdrop with bookshelves and everything. I'm currently in the process of decorating those, those bookshelves. Um, I think I mentioned this last week already, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that whole process. Um, but I stumbled upon a problem, an issue. I had these two 
uh, planks, and I did not have the the appropriate um, uh, pieces anymore. So the the planks, the shelves, actually rest upon some some. Uh, it's a plastic construction with a, two screws in it, and they fit exactly in the hole of those shelves. The thing is, I had lost them. So these shelves, these bookshelves, have been. Uh, disassembled many times, and and so we brought them here, and then I try. I wanted to build it up again, and I discovered that I'm I no longer have those specific you know IKEA pieces. And I was like, oh, do they still sell these? So I went to the IKEA website and I tried to look for. I didn't even remember the name of the bookshelves because I bought them when I first when I came back from Rome. So that is probably two thousand and four. Or maybe even 2003. So that's that's an eternity for IKEA. They keep uh, changing their uh, their inventory and their catalog every year. So you keep you know buying stuff, and so uh, and I, I couldn't find it anywhere. So it took me about half a day to finally figure out what the brand was of the what type of bookshelf uh, or book bookcases I had. These are great. They're, they look like billies, but they're much bigger and deeper and whatnot. So I went to the to IKEA and, and uh, I asked the, the the person at the customer service, I'm I'm missing some parts and but this is all really old IKEA stuff. And then she asks me, Do you still know the part number? Because we, we usually keep a lot of uh, extra parts here because this sometimes happens. People lose stuff or, well, you know, get into trouble because they don't have enough and maybe they, they, they use the wrong uh, parts as, as some, some, at some time, some place in, the, in the, um, uh, the building process. If you know the parts, I can see in the archives here in the, in the, in the back of the, of the store if we still have them. Fortunately, I had found the PDF of the assembly instructions of that particular bookcase. So I showed her the part and had the number. She typed them in, and she said, hmm, I'm not sure. This is old stuff. You know what? I'm going to take a look. So she disappears. After a couple of minutes, she comes back, and she says, oh, I'm so sorry. We, I don't have them anymore. This is really, we're completely out of these parts. Is there any other way you can fix those shelves? Is the, is, can you use other parts? And I'm, it's like, no, no, this is so made specifically for this type of bookcase. And uh, I, no, I don't think there's any other way other than just using super glue or something like that to affix these, these shelves. And then she's like, you know what? I'm just going to try one more thing. And she starts typing and then and, and she's doing stuff on the computer. And then she says, I found them. I found, I found the part. I'm not sure if I have the color that you need because apparently these bookcases came in three different colors, white, uh, chestnut brown, and then probably dark brown. And so uh, these, these pieces of plastic were molded in, in these three colors. So she says, I, I don't know. Actually, your bookcase needs black ones, but I can't tell from the number what, what the color is. But I found them in the big IKEA, uh, what is it, uh, uh, storage space in, 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 um, in Sweden. 
So the like the mother facility, apparently they have much bigger, uh, much more space there, much more uh, old pieces. And she, and th- she says there are only 16 left. Do you want them all? I was like, yes, please. <laughs> because you need four per shelf. Four, and I had two shelves that I can't uh, uh, put in there. So I was like, okay, so I need eight. She has 16. So she's like, okay, you're going to be the last person on the planet who will have these these parts. So I'm thinking, oh, I can make a business out of this. <laughs> no, just kidding. But then she orders it, and then I have to type in my address and everything, and then she's like, uh, so they're, they're actually, IKEA Sweden is going to contact you. They're going to let you know when this will arrive. It will be delivered to your home address. And uh, but it may take a couple of days because of, you know, administration and packaging. And and I'm looking at her computer screen and I see that there is also a a euros amount like there is. And it was not small. So I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. So she's going to order these parts in Sweden and and they have to look it up. And this is old. This is going to be so expensive. So I'm asking her, so uh, so how much is this? Because if it's so if it's too expensive, I may as well just, you know, buy another bookshelf. Uh, And she's like, oh, no, 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 don't worry about that. I'll um, this is on us. This is on us. Now, maybe she says that all the time, but I felt like, whoa, talking about great customer service. So Ikea, Mr. Ikea, I don't know if there's Mr. Ikea, but they're going to send this to me from Sweden for free. And it is a part that is 16 years old and they they saved it just for me. I'm going to come back here. That's like IKEA was already one of my favorite stores, but now I'm even more excited about IKEA. And it it taught me an important lesson. Customer service is everything. It's the way you treat your customers that conveys much more of who you want to be as a brand, as a company than your folders, your your leaflets, your your internet advertisements. This one experience gives such a boost to what how I'm looking at IKEA's. And I'm thinking, okay, well, I should apply this also on what I do. Um, you can you can spend tons and tons of money on on internet advertisements and on, you know, people that will uh, doctor all, all the algorithms and etc. But ultimately what, what truly makes the difference is customer experience. It is the relationship, because customer service is a form of a, of a relationship, is how do you make people feel? It's, it's not about the part. It's about how it, uh, this IKEA made me feel by going th- through all the effort to get me these parts, even though she could have said, you know, oh, you should have saved those parts. Well, I'm sorry. This is a 16-year-old pair of bookcases. What do you expect us to be? We're not a museum. We're a business. They could have reacted like that. Instead, it's like, oh, let me just go the extra mile for you oh, or the extra kilometer because it's Sweden, Europe. <laughs> let, let me go the extra kilometer for you and let me get you those parts from Sweden. I think that, that is so important. I should apply that to everything I do as well. Including church, you know, what what is where does does it often go wrong in the church? It is the ground personnel. 
that is not patient, that is not kind, that is not warm, that treats the the people that are visiting as not as 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 customers or or people, but but as almost a nuisance, you know. And I've heard so many stories. Actually, I I've, I'm dedicating one of my episodes of the walk to this. How the church is 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 broken in many ways. And, and especially on the level of, of communication and relationships. I think the church has made many, many mistakes. And still there is a certain attitude sometimes that you encounter. And it's all over the place. From the Vatican to the smallest parish. Where you don't feel welcome. You, you, you're almost just barely tolerated, you know. Instead of... Entering, you'd enter a church and you enter into a relationship and you have the feeling that people make you feel at ease and make you feel welcome. That is what you want. That is what, if Ikea can do it, then by all means, the, you know, the, the church should do it. Um, so anyway, that was, that was a good experience at Ikea. I'll certainly be back. If only for the moment they reopen their restaurants and I can eat the Swedish meatballs again. <laughs> Catholics rock! I'm gonna mess up your expectations and I'm gonna start with a peculiar bunch and then I'm going to the movies. Now I just pressed the wrong button. <laughs> now the jingle is playing. Catholics can be a peculiar bunch. No meat on Friday. No meat? What do they eat? Light bulbs? According to Samuel, in Sweden they actually do say an extra mil, one extra mile. Because in Sweden, they actually have a Swedish mile. Man, you guys got more crazy rules than Blockbuster Video. I gotta say, the Swedish also are a peculiar bunch. I did not know that. So the Swedish mile is actually 10 kilometers. So if someone from Sweden tells you, I'll go the extra mile for, for you... They do so much more than Americans. They just go an extra 10 kilometers for you. Wow, I had no idea. So what are we going to talk about? Well, since we're talking about customer service and things that go wrong, I wanted to talk about, I'm just going on a little rant. Don't worry, it's not about you. But I, And I will try to not go overboard with this. But I saw something on Twitter that shocked me. And that is a great example of how not to behave in the church or as a church. This was a message that was apparently sent to someone or some people that presented themselves for confession, for the sacrament of reconciliation. They went to the church and they wanted to confess. And then they got refused. And this is the message that they got. My friends in Christ... So that sounds friendly, right? My friends in Christ. Oh, wow. So friend, we're friends. I am sorry to report we could not meet your request to attend the Sacrament of Reconciliation this weekend. Our capacity is limited, so our priority is to serve the active, registered parishioners of the cathedral who have not recently received absolution. Active par parishioners are registered parishioners who have documented occurrence of volunteering and or giving in the last year. If this pertains to you, you will be contacted by a staff member regarding your registration status. 
If you've been to confession recently, I ask for your patience and that you please schedule your next confession next month. This will allow all of us seeking absolution access to the sacrament in a way that keeps you and our clergy as safe as possible, yours in Christ. You know what this actually says, right? Friends in Christ. We don't know you. You don't belong to this community. We have no register registration of you. We don't get your money. And you still want to get absolution for free? Oh, no way. First, make sure that you come to church, that you're registered. First, send us money or be a volunteer. Go clean the the parish toilets or something like that or help us rake the leaves in the parish garden and then you will once you have given enough that is when we we will grant you access to this coveted sacrament of absolution which by the way we think you could also really postpone until next month because after all you know even if you die between now and then and you've committed some mortal sins and you're in total spiritual distress Hey, God will solve it, you know? God God will probably fix it. And he takes care of so many people that are not of our parish. And I'm pretty sure that Jesus loves even those that do not contribute on a on a yearly basis to the church's needs. Or to that Jesus will take care of all those of you that want to confess more than more than once a month. Yeah. You guys are weird, but Jesus probably loves you. Yours in Christ. And now get the heck out of here. I mean, I was reading that, and it's like, is this a joke? Is this for real? Did they really actually have the guts to put this on paper? Well, on paper. To put this in an email? What the what? I mean, this is the best way to chase these people away and make sure that they never come back to the church. What kind of attitude is this? Someone is approaching you for the most humiliating, uh, vulnerable uh, uh, process that you can imagine. I mean, there's nothing more humiliating than to have to tell someone that you don't know, a priest, to tell and use the words for the sins you have committed, the stuff that you wouldn't even tell your mom, right? And so you make yourself extremely vulnerable. It's an, it's a, but it is, at the same time, that's the beauty of the sacrament, right? Because Jesus is there waiting for you. And the priest is supposed to welcome you in persona Christi, representing Christ. And Jesus tells us this story of the lost son, you know, and of this father that is waiting for his son and, and is looking at the horizon to see if he can see a glimpse of his son. And once the son comes back all contrite and, and miserable, and, and, and he wants to apologize, his father doesn't even let him speak. He's like, oh, I love you so much. I'm so glad. Let's go party. I, my son was dead, and now he's alive. That is what the sacrament of reconciliation should be. That is the attitude that a priest should radiate. Not this. This is a scandal. And then I'm looking at the, the ways people react to this on Twitter, right? So there's this uh, whole discussion, and people are like, oh, this is simony, you know, selling, selling sacraments. 
basically that's it. You know, if you don't contribute to the church, then we won't give you the sacrament. Um, and then uh, uh, people are sharing their own sometimes uh, terrible experiences with the sacrament of reconciliation. And then there's this entire discussion, completely missing the point. Well, why can't people just confess by phone if in, if this is out of fear of getting getting uh, 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 you know the virus? Why can't people just call up? And then there's this whole theological discussion of why people can't confess by phone. And I've, I've explained that many times here on the show. But that's not the point of this situation. This is actually, and I want to make sure that you know this, this is in a flagrant disregard for the, for the can, for canon law. You cannot refuse a sacrament. If someone who is in a right disposition is is, an, is allowed by law to re, to receive the sacrament, especially in a situation of distress, you cannot refuse that sacrament. It's a sin to refuse that sacrament, and it's even worse to ask money for it. What the heck? Did Jesus tell the people that came to him with their sick and paralyzed and their their children that were dying, like, uh, please, Jesus, can you? Uh, can you heal my my daughter? She she is almost dying, and please, please, please help me. And I know I'm a Roman. And did Jesus say, "Well, oh well, I notice you're not of the Jewish faith, nor have you been in uh, attendance for the past three weeks, and I certainly didn't receive any money or food from you, nor did you clean my sandals or so." Uh, please send us some money first and then come back in a month or so. I mean, yeah, your child is dying, but hey, how many children do you have? Four? Okay, well, you still have three more. <laughs> That's the same thing, right? And to the people that go through this experience, it is as if these rep representatives of Christ have, have insulted them to the core of their being. So this this is what Jesus says when he when he talks about insulting the little ones or or hurting the little ones. He's not just talking about children. He's talking about anyone who is vulnerable, and that the church hurts and damages by this behavior. And I I'm very much afraid that this one message is the tip of the iceberg, and that this happens over and over again. I've had. A similar experience in the past where I wanted to go to confession. I never like to go to confession. I always have to take a deep breath and, okay, let's go. I don't like this, but okay. And then I got brushed off by a priest. He says, oh, come on, confession? We don't do that here. Oh, maybe go see this old priest. He probably still does that. And I remember how shocked I was. And I went to this old priest and he's like, uh, so you have a problem? You wanted to talk about a problem? And it's like, no, I would like to, I would love to, you to hear my confession. And he's like, uh, okay, uh, so, okay, well, tell me your problems. And then so I made my confession and he said, um, okay, well, actually that wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Um, you know, we'll say a prayer together, right? And then I'll give you a blessing. And that's what he did. So he, he said a prayer. And then he gave me a blessing. He didn't, didn't give me absolution. He just gave me the, the names of Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And, well, that was a nice talk, wasn't it? I was like, OMG. 
I still haven't had a valid confession. What the what? Seriously. So, and anyway, that was just my experience. But the church still has so much to learn from IKEA. That's all I'm going to say about it. I'm sure you understand. And with that, let's go to something more cheerful, right? Let's talk about movies and TV shows. I need to take my mind off. And, and of course, these are bad examples, right? It's not the entire church. And there's so many priests that do a terrific job and are very pastoral, very kind, very welcoming. Look at those people. Don't look at the bad guys. They're not worth your attention. But always keep in mind the church is bigger than this. <laughs> not like movies. They're predictable. Like the guy gets the girl and that kid sees dead people and Darth Vader is Luke's father. Not liking movies is like not liking puppies. They're fine. I just get bored and never make it to the end. You know, you need a movie education. You need a movication. I'm going to give it to you. All right, today I want to uh, review um, an, a new series that I've discovered on Amazon Prime. And uh, I've, I've been using Amazon Prime for two or three years now, and it's only recently that they, well, now that they have a Dutch website as well, that they are finally starting to beef up their, their, uh, their catalog. Um, because it was really just a shadow of what Netflix was offering. And now that there's Disney as well, with a lot of cool content, Amazon really needed to step up its game. They do have a lot of these exclusive series, but most of them don't really don't really appeal to me. I, I love The Man in the High Castle, and there's, always, uh, there's also, um, I think it's called Electric Dreams, a science fiction series that is very good. They now have The Expanse, which is awesome. But... They also have a ton of series that I don't even bother to check out because I see the trailer and I'm thinking, ah, meh. But this one is interesting. This this series is called Upload. And uh, it is a science fiction comedy drama. So I expected something that would be more, um, more, more like a comedy. I think there were even some writers involved from The Office. So... Um, it, 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 was, it was not what I expected it to be. However, once I started watching, I couldn't stop anymore. I haven't finished the season. I've only watched a few episodes now. But it is actually very, very, very good. And I'm not the only one who thinks that. On Rotten Tomatoes, the series currently has an approval rating of, approval rating of 87%. That is insane for Rotten Tomatoes. Um... And so the critical consensus on, on Rotten Tomatoes is, though Upload at times suffers from tonal overload, witty writing and a winsome cast make it an afterlife worth living. And that touches upon the main ingredient of this story, and that is a form of afterlife, which always makes me a bit curious, of course, because, well, hey, that's part of my part of my existence, to think about heaven and how to get there and what it will be like. But the afterlife in the series Upload is slightly different from the Catholic proposal. Here is the premise. In 2033, humans are able to upload themselves into a virtual afterlife of their choosing. So it sounds a little bit like Total Recall, but instead of just having a virtual vacation, you get a virtual afterlife. 
When computer programmer Nathan dies prematurely in an accident, he is uploaded to the very expensive Lakeview, which is a beautiful setting with, well, it's what it is. It's a, it's a lake, mountains in the distance, trees, a welcoming community, etc. Beautiful house. But he soon finds himself under the thumb of his possess possessive, still-living girlfriend, Ingrid. So Ingrid actually is a horrible person <laughs> uh, who, who actually has a very unhealthy relationship when he's still alive. But she forces him into this, you know, this choice of, well, so I'm dying. Oh, just let yourself be uploaded to Lakeview. I will take care of all the costs. Because apparently this is all pay to play, uh, which is a term from the video game industry where you have these games where in order to advance to the next level or get this or this level, you have to do these, these, these micropayments. If you want a, this weapon, this wonderful sword that can kill three trolls instead of one, just make this one tiny micropayment and the sword is yours. Well, it turns out the afterlife is like that. So he is at one point, he's thirsty and he wants to get a drink and he sees this, this, this beverage and he wants to take a sip and then all, all of a sudden it says, ah! You don't have access to this beverage because it's not paid for. <laughs> so it turns out it's this Ingrid who will have to pay. And she doesn't. As Nathan adjusts to the pros and cons of digital heaven, he bonds with Nora, his living customer service representative, also surnamed Angel. Nora struggles with the pressures of her job, her dying father who does not want to be uploaded and her growing feelings for Nathan while slowly coming to believe that Nathan was murdered. So there's much more to the story. Are you intrigued yet? I just so enjoyed it. Actually, I'm going to see if I can find the trailer just to give you a little bit more of a taste. Here is the official trailer of the, of the series. Um, let's see. Oh, wait a minute. It's playing over the speakers of the computer. Uh, let me change that to Roadcaster. So here it is again, the trailer of Upload. His vitals are dropping. We're losing him. Do we really want to upload? We could be together forever. You're That's Ingrid, so right? amazing. But forever is just like so long. <laughs> Upload's that way. OR's the other way. What do you want to do? Three, two, one, upload. Hello, Nathan. Ten fingers and toes? Pretty seamless. This is the first day of the rest of your afterlife. That's Angel you hear there. Living in a beautiful house. Cool. Welcome to Lakeview. Uplifting views, timeless Americana. Yes. It's 10 a.m. Breakfast is over. What? No! It's not even real food! New gag! That's <laughs> <laughs> very much like the Matrix, right? Like everything you see is virtual, so he's showing up for breakfast a little bit too late, so he's got a plate full of croissants and everything, and it looks delicious. And like, it's 10 o'clock, and you got this signal, like the one you heard right now, but this is just a signal to tell me that someone is, is following me on... Uh, on YouTube. And then the food instantly disappears because it's 10 o'clock. <laughs> Do I dare? Dare. Yes. Hey, boundaries. Cute. I think he's cute. You may ask yourself, how did I get here? 
Denied. In-app purchase required. Uh. <laughs> is this what you look like for real? You're not some old dude or something? No, this is me. You're a little cutie. So I understand you were in a bad place yesterday. Uh. So the dogs can talk in the afterlife. So he's got this golden retriever and he's cuddling it on the couch. And then the dog all of a sudden, so they had a pretty bad day. <laughs> it's only weird if you make it weird. Turns out that's also a, a customer representative who materializes in the afterlife <laughs> as a golden retriever. <laughs> You're dead, man. What's up? <laughs> oh, fuck. There's a guy I might like. What's he do? He's in computers. You know you can walk on water whenever you want. No way. <laughs> I'm not even supposed to be here. Nobody feels like they should be here. You think I wanted to fall into the Grand Canyon? That's how you died? They should expect people to try and break the glass floor. I saw that video. You dabbed on the way down. That's how you get the likes. <laughs> And this is a great, great series. And it does get, it starts actually quite dramatic. And it's like, that's why I was taken aback. It's like, whoa, this is from the guy who created The Office and Parks and Rec. And then it's towards the, the you know, the, the end of the first episode that you start to see the comedic value also. And um, in a way, it, it's, it's, it sounds also a little bit like The Good Place, but it's, it's tone, tonally very different. It's much more... Uh, the Good Place was very philosophical. And literally, there was so much philosophy in that series, which actually I thought was brilliant. But this series is more to my liking because it's it's more funny, it's more lighthearted, and 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 it's got this intri intriguing what's really going on, and. Um, yeah, it's, it's this combination of, of all the concepts of virtual reality and our own, you know, dreams about if I could reshape the world, what would it look like? And then also the the, 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 the things you didn't think about. <laughs> so really highly recommend it. I loved the first few episodes and I'm definitely going to watch the rest. When did you become an expert in thermonuclear astrophysics? Last night. The packet. The extraction theory papers. Am I the only one who did the reading? So as I mentioned in my uh, last episode, I think, I'm kind of behind on my reading list, my target of reading a book every week. And so I chose to solve that by reading a number of smaller books by J.R.R. Tolkien. Um, of course, known for his epic, long, <laughs> massive books of the Lord of the Rings and the Silmarillion and everything. But he also wrote some smaller stories. And so I've been listening to the audiobooks of uh, some of these also very well-known stories, but I had never found the time uh, or I never had really the incentive to read them. But now that I wanted to do some of that smaller stuff, I, uh, I started checking them out. And I started with uh, one that was the most intriguing to me because this character is part of the Lord of the Rings and unfortunately was completely left out in the movies. And I'm talking about Tom Bombadil. And the reason that, that the fact that he was uh, omitted from the movies was upsetting to a lot of Tolkien fans and fans of The Lord of the Rings is that actually, according to Tolkien, this Tom Bombadil 
wasn't the goofy bearded, uh, you know, strange dancing guy humming weird melodies, but actually there was much more to this character, and he was almost, you know, one of the ancient beings uh, of of the universe um, created by Iluvatar, and so um, since since. Tom Bombadil was integrated in in the online game based on Lord of the Rings, so Lord of the Rings Online, and you actually have a a number of uh, missions that that you have to do for Tom Bombadil, and you you actually get to meet him, and you read... He's he's very strange and funny, and he talks in rhyme, and then you you get to meet this other uh, lady who apparently is his, his wife, and uh, she, you also have to do some some work for her, and I uh, realized that, that 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 was not only based on the Lord of the Rings, but also on this book called The Adventures of Tom Bombadil, which is actually not one story; it's not one book. It is um, a, 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 a compilation of I think sixteen poems. And there is a preface to it by Tolkien himself where he explains that, you know, these are poems from the Red Book, which is the book that we see Frodo write at the end of The Lord of the Rings, right? And uh, that he then hands to Sam and and tells Sam, because Frodo is going to the Grey Havens, right? So Sam is tasked with finishing uh, the Red Book. And so according to Tolkien, and so he lives in this this. this made-up world, he says, some of these poems are probably written by Bilbo because, you know, the use of grammar and uh, the, the way he, he applies rhymes, but there are also some simpler poems. Probably, I mean, that wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if that was written by, by, uh, by Sam because, you know, he's not as uh, well-read as Frodo and, and Bilbo, um, but still he uses some... some some wording that he maybe learned from the elves, etc. So he, he spins out this entire backstory of how the adventures of Tom Bombadil came about. <laughs> and so, and he actually did apply these these he, he he used these grammatical differences and these differences in in um, in in rhyme and composition uh, to to make it feel as if yes, these poems are all about Tom Bombadil. Uh, but they were written in diff- at different times under different circumstances and by different people. So epic. I mean, only Tolkien could, could nerd out like that on language. Uh, so only for that reason already it's interesting to read. I have to say, it wasn't an easy read because it's poems and uh, uh, when you're reading a fairy tale, you just, yeah, this happens and that happens and... Um, you want there is an arc like uh, there is a beginning situation a middle part and then there's a resolution in these this collection of poems some of them are you know little adventures little stories others are just songs and so it's a bit of a mixed bag and it doesn't really go anywhere (laughs) so it is it's interesting background and i enjoyed reading it um, but it's not something I will reread over and over again. But it was very cool to get some more background on, for instance, how he met his wife and how they got married and how why he's wearing the 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 clothes. I mean, I, they were Tolkien is describing what he wears 
I'm thinking, oh, that's exactly how he looks in, in Lord of the Rings Online. So it's very cool to see that the game makers actually used uh, the adventures of Tom Bombadil for inspiration on how to uh, visualize Tom Bombadil. So that was my first read. Um, I'm going to give you in the next couple of episodes some more reviews of, of small books that are definitely worth that, worth checking out. I mean, you could donate my body to science fiction. Get your suit on! We need you! All right, it's, ta- it's time to talk science fiction. And I am excited to finally be able to talk about an upcoming Star Trek series. And it's not one with uh, real actors. This is not the next Discovery season or Picard. This is an animated series. And it's called Star Trek Lower Decks. It was announced about a year ago, I think. And everybody was intrigued. An animated series, a funny animated series based on Star Trek. Is that is that pushing it too far? We all remember how George Lucas wanted to make an animated series that was for kids and that would um, use all sorts of um, kind of George Lucas humor to... And uh, we saw some... Ex- I th- I'm, I'm not sure if, if that series was ever realized, but we did see some examples... And it was terrible. It was like, oh, no, don't do that. Star Wars is too sacred. And if you want to do something funny, it really has to be funny. Like what um, uh, Robot Chicken did with with Star Wars. That was funny. That was hilarious. But no, I thought that George Lucas, I never really cared for his type of humor. So anyway, that was never uh, followed up on. And, and and this I have to be honest, this whole Star Trek Lower Deck series sounded a little bit like that. It's like, is this going to be any good? What is it going to be the quality of the humor? Well, fortunately, there is now a trailer for season one, which probably is already completely finished. It's going to be on CBS All Access. I'm just going to p- play the trailer here for you. No Captain's Log. Stardate 57436.2. First contact is a delicate, high-stakes operation of diplomacy. One must be ready for anything. (gasps) Are you pretending to do a captain's log? (laughs) We're all supposed to keep logs. Okay, let me listen to it. No, go away. Leave (laughs) me alone. I can't believe you're wasting your shore leave on this. I can't believe it. This is the greatest ship I've ever seen. Hey, you, green girl. Pump this. Don't pass out. Sorry, sorry. I'm good at exploring strange new worlds and solving space mysteries. Let's see what I got assigned. Holodeck waste removal. That's Klingon prison stuff. Ensign, do you see a captain's chair in your future? I hope so, ma'am. Hey, if I part my hair like this, do I look more promotable or less? The Cerritos might be falling apart, but that's our job to keep it together. Ensign, you are a natural-born warrior. Okie dokie. And we're here? No, we're actually way down here. 
Keep it moving, Lower Decks. Next! There's the crew on the bridge. Up for a challenge. Nothing like a cold beer after a smooth second contact. Now that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah! And there's the crew that's under it. Where the real action is. We're gonna surf side by side. An elite team. We're not really elite. We're more like the cool, scrappy underdogs. We are so getting fired for this. Attention all decks. Lives are at stake. But our crew is ready and focused. Ooh, this is the new shuttle with the blast shield. The blast Stop shield is the blast shield. And it comes down and it goes up. Blast shield. We live on a spaceship. Boldly go. Where no Star Trek series has gone before. Space. The funnest frontier? Long range sensors have located a very sexy. No. Definitely no, 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 no to this and also that. Oh, you almost phasered me. Calm down. It's set to uh, it was it was set to stun. It's going to premiere uh, very soon, August six. Maybe by the time you're listening to this, you've already been able to see it. Okay, I've got a few things to say about this trailer. Let's start with the positive. It looked good. Looks looks okay. Well, it doesn't look good. I mean, this is not Clone Wars type animation. It's very, um, it's more like Rick and Morty. Well, actually, Rick and Morty looks better than this. It, it looks a bit ch- cheap, but looks okay. What I also like is it takes place in the next generation uh, era. And so all the costumes and the ships and everything, the, the visual language is uh, TNG, which is cool. Anything else? Music it was kind of this is trailer music, so it's it's hard to tell if this is going to be like the music you will hear in the series. And that's about all I can say about it. Because honestly, if this is supposed to be funny, then they really did their best to not make it seem funny at all in the trailer. This looks so bland, so forced, so unfunny. I'm pretty shocked. And uh, it's just a trailer. Maybe I'm hoping against hope that this will be much better than the trailer uh, makes me think it is. But this trailer is usually taking the best pieces, right? If this is the best they can do, then I have the feeling that this will not be renewed anytime soon. And maybe it's a good thing they put it on CBS All Access and not, you know, in a place that can actually be measured by Nielsen ratings, etc. Because I don't think it will be a nice reaction. This, this was just bad. This was not fun. It was definitely not funny. This just meh. Is this the best you can do? It's Star Trek! Ugh! How is it that every time people get their hands on a cool franchise, they can still break it. Whether it's Star Wars or video games or this. Nah, 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 nah. Totally not impressed. If this is supposed to get me excited for CBS All Access, then they really missed their mark. Uh, even though their phasers may be set to stun. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, su- I'm sure I'll check it out. I, I'm not sure if they're going to put this on Netflix or... Uh, or Amazon Prime, and when once I've seen a few more episodes, I'll get back to this and review it. But my first impressions are 
to be avoided. And with that, I'm going to wrap things up here. Thank you so much for the privilege of your time. For those of you that are supporting me on Patreon, of course, there's much more to enjoy. And I will talk about uh, recipes, about liturgy, history, tech, and so much more in uh, the upcoming episode of Father Roderick to the Max. And you only need to become a patron uh, for whatever whatever support you can give. And if you can't support, no problem whatsoever. I'll still make all these shows for you available. But this this uh, Father Roderick to the Max is a like a thank you, a little bit of extra community time that I spend every week for uh, for the community of patrons as well. Uh, patrons also are part of the Discord server community, which is also a nice little community where you can hang out. Uh, that's also a place where I read all the messages and can answer some questions. Sometimes I even get inspiration for the shows. So if you want to check that out, go to Patreon.com/FatherRoderick. And I will see you next week. Take care and God bless. Stay healthy. 